people have never needed financial stability like they do now since the Great Depression of the 1920s. You've worked all year and must file your yearly tax return. JRB Tax Services are here to make sure families get their maximum refund. JRB Tax Services is a company that puts families first, fast, reliable, dependable. JRB Tax Services. Contact JRB Tax Services now at 469-262-9272 or email bilbotaxservices at gmail.com. That's B-I-L-B-O Tax Services at gmail.com. Facebook, Jeremy Bilbo. Instagram, at JRB underscore tax services. Let the show begin. This is the Finesse Media Podcast, Season 3. Check it out. The number one show focusing on HBCU news. Hey. With guests, Ooh. entertainment, Ladies and, gentlemen. and surprise co-hosts. Tripping in an awkward situation. Now, here is your host, Ken Finesse Media. Welcome back. Another episode of Finesse Media Podcast, Season 3. As mentioned right before the break, I got another guest. Guests with the S on this uh, episode joining me. As mentioned, February, we've been kicking it off. Uh, Last week, we had John Murray on, and we're going to keep this thing rolling with love. And joining me for the first time on the Finesse Media Podcast, the Kendra family, so dynamic duo, couple, love. I want to get into all of y'all business tonight. Thank you so much, you both, for joining the podcast. How y'all doing? We ain't going to let you, though. Well, thank you We ain't so going to let you get into all our business, though. Oh, man, we listen. Tell you what we want to tell you. We're going to get into it in a little bit. You no, know, we're not. Y'all right in the bedroom. I see the background. Y'all right in the bedroom, so... We got to get in your business. Magic happened. <laughs> but no, again, thank you guys both for joining the podcast. I'm I'm such a fan of your of your work. Uh, I've been following your career. I know you guys have been married for 20 years. I've been following your career. Seems like that long with all of the artistry that you've been doing. But at the top of the episode, I, I had my questions um, pointed, but I wanted to pivot to what recently happened in the news and the late, great Cicely Ticey, who passed away. Uh, I wanted to know, you guys have been in the industry for a long time. Have you guys had a chance to meet uh, Miss Cicely Ticey? Uh, we've, I've never met, I don't know, we've, we've never met Cicely Tyson no, before, but, you know, we're people of a certain age. I'm 42, my husband is um, 47, and, you know, Growing up, she's such an intricate part of, you know, us seeing black people on screen and um, portraying us and our culture and who we are in such a positive way. You know, I remember being in school and having to watch the autobiography of Jane Pittman and watching Roots and, um, you know, and just seeing her up on screen and Women of Brewster Place and all of these were really major Mm -hmm. events for us growing up. So, Cicely Tyson is not just, you know, an icon and a legend, but she's also a black woman that's, you know, tied and woven into our history and our childhood 
and just how we come to know and love and, and be proud of ourselves. So yep. Yep. You know, it's a collective day of mourning, you know, and particularly for black women, like it's just my timeline was just on fire. Yeah. Um, I had girlfriends calling me in tears. You know, we it, it was it's a deep day today. Yeah, it, it, it's a sad day. Go ahead, Patine. And as they say, black don't crack. And to live 96 years and yep. to make such great contributions to our culture and still be revered so much says so much, so much, so yeah, much. Mm-hmm. God bless her soul. Yeah, she would be dearly missed, uh, Cicely Tyson. But talking about how, you know, if you guys met Cicely Tyson, what did you guys meet? Because, I mean, you guys been, and I, I say this again to people who joined the, the podcast, you're people who finessed the game for me, and I, I love to hear your story and your impact that you've made on your community. But when did you guys meet, um, you know, and kind of start this whole musical journey? Uh, well, we met um, in the fall of 1997. Oh, it was in the fall. It was in the fall. It was in the fall. It was about <laughs> my birthday, so I remember. It was around oh. September. Um, we met in um, the fall of 1997. I was in New York working on a solo album, and I was introduced to him as a producer and songwriter, and we just really hit it off. I mean, we started talking, and we wrote songs together, and it was just really um a lot of chemistry. So, ha da da. So, did you guys kind of did you did you did you guys start meeting? I mean, did you guys start as a couple uh, and start to make music, or were you guys already making music and became a couple? Oh, we were definitely already making music. Yeah, my husband was, you know, a producer and writer, and I was doing my own music. So, yeah, definitely no. met, and then. Look at sleepy time here. Goodness, <laughs> <tonight>. <laughs> well, we gonna okay, Fatine. Let's let's bring it to Fatine because as you said early on, Fatine been singing since he was uh, what thirteen, fifteen years old. So as a teenager, and you writing and producing for Bell Bibbs the Vosa. Wake up, talk to me about that, man. That's legendary. BBB. I'm up. I'm up. Yeah, talk to me about that. Talk to our listeners about that experience coming right out of high school working with BBB at a very early age. You were. Uh, you know, I was very blessed and fortunate that, you know, that was a good time in music as well. I went to high school with um, Boys to Men and the Roots at a school called the Creative and Performing Arts High School. And at that time, if people really remember during the 90s and, and what have you, a lot of R&B and hip hop groups were really trying to get their footing in the door and boys to men really opened up the door for a lot of that. Mm-hmm. So I was one of those kinds of groups back in Philly, really trying to get my thing going. And um, while Michael Bivens had uh, boys to men, Ronnie and Ricky from Bell Biv DeVoe had some groups from Philadelphia that they were trying to train and groom to get into the industry as well. And we sent some songs with them to California that ended up on the Bell Biv DeVoe project rather than for those artists. So that was a beautiful blessing for me and it launched my career into the music industry and, of course, led me to what I would once. Uh, look at this love. Right here in the journey, but writing songs for, for them as well as other artists, getting my foot uh, into the door a little bit got me into a season place where once we met each other, you know, we were ready <laughs> for this journey. 
No, that's it's completely amazing because y'all journey is it is really a reflection of not just only good music uh, that you guys make it together, but the black love music. But is there ever a time where you guys are on stage and he kind of hit the wrong key and you're like, yo, we got to talk after the end. <laughs> we got to talk. Make mistakes. I mean, we always make make mistakes, and so it's always like a support thing, though. Like if we if one of us forgets something or does something wrong, we nudge each other or somebody <laughs> jumps in there to save the other person from that moment. So yeah, I mean, you know, we you know, it's a creative type of job. So you know that there's gonna be times when you're on your A game and times when you're not. So that's the good thing about having a, a group member, being in a group and also having a partner where you can share that responsibility across the board. Yeah, we should do an album. Remember, like, Jazzy Jeff and Fresh Prince, I'm the DJ, and she's the, <laughs> DJ, she's the rapper. I'm the husband, she's the wife. Right. I'm always because wrong, that, she's always right. They would get that That's pretty up. much how it works. <laughs> <laughs> That's a Libra. Uh, Asia's birthday is the day after my son's. Uh, my son's birthday is on the 25th, yours on the uh, 24th, yours on the 25th. So yeah. I understand that. I, listen, for team, I understand it. Those Libras, they, <laughs> Libras they, they run pretty strong, man. They run pretty strong. <laughs> but listen, you, you guys, guys have been so doing it. this music uh, together for so many years. But now, uh, Asia, you tapped into this world of podcasts. We're you're a Philly homegirl, Jill Scott. How has that been? Because uh, I haven't listened to an episode yet, uh, but tell our listeners about that podcast, Jill Scott, the podcast. Well, um, yeah, so we, we've been doing the podcast, several episodes in already, and um, it's just been a lot of fun. You know, it's just like, it's like easy peasy. You sitting around and talking with other black women about everything under the sun, and we just have a really good time. And I think um, the good thing about it is that we're very honest and very open. So you're not getting, um, you know, the, you know, the press, mm-hmm. you know, type of thing. You're getting kind of in on really no holds bar kind of conversation. And so I like, I like it a lot. I think it's a really cool thing. And we've gotten a lot of really good feedback. And, uh, you know, folks are really following the podcast and giving us, you know, all kinds of cool no, you know, stuff to go by. But, yeah, it's been a really great experience so far. That is super cool because the podcasting space, it, it's its what you say. It's unfiltered. It, it's not censored. So you guys can be yourselves on it. And we know Jill yeah. can be straight up and direct. And, you know, we, we hear, hear it in her music uh, and, and definitely can hear it in y'all music. And I want to really take the next step and talk about these battles because Jill Scott and Erica Badu, they did their versus battle. But in 2020, we saw a lot of that. So which was your favorite battles to watch? Mm. Hmm. Favorite battles to watch? I mean, we only seen. Oh, I know which one it was. Four or five of them, though, right? Yeah. I mean, I like Teddy Riley and um, who, who did Teddy Riley go? Babyface and Babyface. That was Teddy epic. Riley and Babyface. Of course, the Jill and Erica one was good. Yep. Um, my I, my favorite. I'm sorry, I have to speak up. I'm sorry, but hands down was Patty and and oh, absolutely. And Patty and, and Monica was good. Uh, yeah. Patty and what, what, Monica was awesome, but Patty and Gladys, that was my one. I enjoyed the stories. Like, it was forget the music for me. It was the stories yeah. for me. Yeah. It was the stories. They shared so many uh, intimate stories of just being yeah. on the road together and just the sisterhood, that love. You guys know you from brotherly love. I mean, that, that love that they share on stage together, it really set the stage. I mean, really. I, I did enjoy that one. Yeah. yeah. 
Mm-hmm. So what's the state of R&B? You guys are R&B sensations and, and touring, you know, around the country. What is your take on R&B at this moment? Mm-hmm. That's a good question. I actually think it's a like, oh, go ahead. No, I think it's a lot of great R&B and, I mean, I, when you say R&B, I, I, I know that's not void of soul. <laughs> and I understand, you know, the genre usually encompasses that as well. But I just think there's a lot of great R&B and soul music out there, as well as some that's not so great. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But it's always up to the listener to be discerning and, and follow their heart on what they really feel resonates with them. And, of course, if we could continue to celebrate and, and show love and acknowledge those who are making really incredible music. I, I want to give a shout out to some fresh special friends of ours, the Baylor Project, who are actually nominated for a Grammy for Best R&B record that they made just recently in, the, in a category with Beyonce and some other artists with a song that maybe is not widely known by the world but again it represents again really great R&B music being made at this present time and a lot of that music doesn't necessarily get acknowledged in the way in which it should but it's still being made and is representative of the greatness of the culture and tradition of R&B music and I think that we represent that as well as a lot of other greats you know the BJ the Chicago kids the Leela James Absolutely. Guapalays, the the Tedra Moseses, the Eric Robertsons, mm-hmm. the Anthony Davids, the India Aries, you know, so many people at Ari Lennox who are making great contributions today, you know, who is just not as prevalent, you know, as it used to be in yesteryear of the way that R and B music was celebrated. So I just think some of it gets lost, even even though some of it gets celebrated. Mm-hmm. And, you know, hopefully because the music has a long tail and because it does really resonate with individuals that it'll be around for a long time. But we're just happy to still be making music in the tradition of so much of the great music that came before us. And that's it, because you guys have been making music consistently. I definitely want to tap into your latest uh, single, uh, The Real Thing. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry, The Best Things. The Best Things. That is, is another melodic flow. I mean, when you guys had signed with him. But the beat, best thing is the real thing. The best. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, I mean, when you you guys have been, you know, continually to make to make music. I have to go to the bathroom. But Because y'all can keep going while I'm talking. <laughs> but Asia, Hidden Beach. I mean, when you signed with Hidden Beach, what was that relationship like? Because I mean, they had folks like he mentioned some of the names that were under that label, but Jill Scott being one of them. How was that relationship? You know, when being signed with Hidden Beach. Um, Hidden Beach was a really cool environment for us because at the time that we signed to Hidden Beach, um, you know, there was a big difference between being signed to quote unquote a major label and an independent label. So at that time period, that was a big deal. Mm-hmm. You know, that's not it's not really that issue nowadays. But back then, that was an issue. I mean, that was a thing. And so deciding where we would go at that time, would we go with a major or would we go with an independent, was a very big decision at that time. And so us going with an independent was a very intentional decision that was about um, feeling more like we were in a family environment and that we would have a lot of say over our work and that, you know, we would be able to do things the way we wanted to. And most of that really was the truth. When we got to Hidden Beach, there was a lot (laughs) 
I'm sorry, Asia. I'm distracted by this hat. How can you? 20 years? Really? 20 years? 21. 21. <laughs> 21 years, actually. But no, Hidden Beach. But yeah, so so yeah, so when we got there, we definitely had a ton of creative control, and the label did get us, you know, where we were coming from. And even there were, you know, just we didn't have to deal with certain things that our other peers had to deal with. So, mm-hmm. you know, it was a really good, you know, place for us, and it was good for us for a while. And you know, when we did finally leave Hidden Beach, it was just about, um, I believe, what was just a natural progression not only for us, mm-hmm. but for the industry at the time, which was moving a lot toward, you know, being more independent mm-hmm. themselves and kind of getting out of that record label, you know, machine. Absolutely. And that's a hard struggle because you're managing kind of everything at that point. Once you're independent, um, my, my queen, Selena Johnson, I, I worked with her uh, for a few years and, I can tell you when we were with uh, Toxic Entertainment and kind of working that independent and pushing those projects, it's a lot of work. And, you know, from that experience, but also just being on, you know, the, the, the mainstream and then working the independent, switch it up. You guys are like parents as well of six kids. So how has that been working in the entertainment industry, pushing your brand while still being a parent and while still keep, keeping that foundation at home together as a, as a married couple, you know, as a married marriage, sorry. Uh, that's the difficult dance of, of every parent for the most part that has a, a real life job and the responsibility of being a parent and of being a citizen of the world. I mean, you know, that is just, that's what we're charged with. We're charged with being responsible and accountable to ourselves and others. And, you know, God doesn't give us any responsibility that we can't necessarily bear. And Mm -hmm. so we we do it every day with the very best of intention and the best of our abilities. Uh, Some days we get it righter than others, I suppose, but we're no different than other people. And we're just doing our very best to deal with what we've been charged with. Um, We've got a good support system in our family. We got I got a great support system in my wife. And my children have a great support system, and these parents that they have that just do the very best that we can for them. Um, I mean, uh, the thing is also too that it, it is a very unique challenge to be able to be parents and be also artists. Mm-hmm. You know, there are some pluses to the fact that we do get to spend um, time with our children in different ways than people who work a nine to five we're able to be available in a different kind of way. But our children also have to deal with the travel. And they have to deal with the... Um, not this year. Right, not this year. <laughs> no, we at home. We right there where you are, in the bed. You all together. <laughs> we're uh, right here with you. You know, they have to deal with the travel, and they have to also deal with the, um, you know, the fact of having public parents. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not... Ne- our audience isn't necessarily our children's peers, which is good but their friends' parents. Mm-hmm. So that that has been something that my children have had to um, deal with that, you know, let's say their peers, not so much. Absolutely. So these are all elements and things that happen in our personal life that do make, you know, parenting under these circumstances, you know, different and mm-hmm. unique, you know, but we get through it because there is a um, just a foundation of love and understanding and connection. Mm-hmm. Those are things that are super important in our house. 
is even if things get, you know, weird, it's like, oh, no, that's time to reconnect. <laughs> Let's break it on down. What does everybody need? Let's figure it out. Uh-huh. My friend Take said, y'all, my, my friend mama said y'all new song jamming. <laughs> no, and we definitely going to talk right about talk about that right now. So the best thing, so that new uh, single is doing definitely well. Your kids even helped you uh, with this Instagram video. And they better. People... They want to get some. They want to get some. <laughs> <laughs> so talk to me about that single. Let our listeners know what they. Can, I mean, you, you should already have heard it, but talk to us about you guys creating that new single. Uh, well, you know, that's the new single from the new album, A Black Love Story, or the new project, A Black Love Story, that should be coming very soon. Man, hurry uh, up. Hurry up. We can't wait. We trying our best to get it to you as fast as we Send can Send it get to it. me bootleg. I'll take it bootleg. No, we ain't giving you no bootleg. It's got to be the real thing. <laughs> I'll pay for it. The, I'm real, the ask... best thing is the real thing. Cut it out. There you go. Uh, <laughs> we need it going now. Hey, look, it's okay, girl. We about to get in the bed right after this. <laughs> we don't get in the bed. But um, look, uh, the best thing, that's the first single from the new project. We haven't had new music out since 2016. So, of course, for us, it's a very exciting time. You know, irregardless, regardless mm-hmm. of the time period in which we are in right now, we still feel that the world could use healing, could use good music, and could use, you know, truth and honesty, which is what the place that we always try to come from whenever we step up the bat with making some music. We're excited about it. It's produced by our longtime friend Vidal Davis, who's a music producer who has produced numerous hits across the board for many, many other artists as well as ourselves, including our hit song, The Stars. He also produced that as well with Andre Harris. Uh, So it's a song really about the simpler things about not just now, but always, and just being mindful of that the best things in a sense in life are the ones that we often take for granted. The things that are right, you know, under our noses and right, you know, beneath our thumbs that we just take for granted, like I said. And um, so that is a song about the reminder of those things. And it's called The Best Things, and we hope that you really enjoy it. But Asia and Fatim, for many years, again, you guys have hits after hits. My next follow-up question is, all, is about most of those hits. But, man, how do y'all create music? Like, what's that process like? Like, how do you – is it in the bedroom? Is it you guys driving around? Is it kind of talking with the kids? How do y'all kind of come up with this music that you guys write and continue to deliver it, like, for your fans and for definitely for a musician like myself who also plays the saxophone? Yeah, I mean, we having children means that trying to be creative can be a challenge. So typically for us, when we are about to make an album, we will go into the studio. And, you know, we will listen to the music right while we're in the studio Sometimes we'll do some writing separate and listen to the tracks at home and when we have time. But really, a great deal of our work is done in the studio because that's the quiet time. That's the time we can just dedicate solely to what we're doing. Mm -hmm. And usually, maybe only one time, I think, in the entire time that we've been making records, did we have like a concept going in. 
the rest of the time what we did was just go and just write, write, write. And as it started to take shape and form, then we would say, okay, this is, this is the direction that we're going in. But usually we just kind of get in there and write what's on our hearts and what's on our minds mm. and allow the music to just take shape and form and do what it's going to do. And usually, um, once we sit back and listen to the music, we're like, mm, okay, yeah. this is the direction that it's going in. And, you know, our lives are our inspiration in many ways. And as we live, we continue to write from that perspective. And because we've been together so long, you know, the evolution of your life together, you know, has its ups and downs and its lessons. And so mm-hmm. it's not hard to pull from our personal situation to speak on, you know, the world around us. But we've also been um, really blessed in the past to have a few songwriters, you know, um, add to our, you know, arsenal of songs. But mostly it's just us. You got to be obedient to the spirit of creativity. Mm. Allow it to come through you. Come on, word. Vessels of this creativity and we are just doing our best to present to you what is coming through us and what we are inspired to do all right all right so listen my next stream of questions what i'm doing in this next stream of questions is taking the what some of my favorite songs from y'all and i had to come up with questions behind it so my first song is rhythm of love like that song is such a vibe to me and 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 for team that's that's really the favorite like I love you, Asia, like, you're dope. But Fatim took that song and just, like, ripped it. So with the rhythm of love, with that title, what is the rhythm of love for your marriage? What would you say kind of kept you guys together over the 20 year, 21 years? What's the rhythm of love? Like, what's the recipe? Well, okay, that's a great question. First, first, I have to, I, I love, I just got to tell you, I love you about to get it. I bro. love you to death. But the song, the, the actual title of the song is Rhythm of Life. Rhythm of Life. But the rhythm of our love, I think the rhythm of our love is about. Bang, 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 bang. Just oh, <laughs> joking. The rhythm of our love, I think, is about flexibility mm. because we have had to be really like open to move and change over the years. You know, having children, having a lot of kids, also uh, navigating changes in the industry and making records and you know, one one year is this way, the next year is another way. Mm-hmm. I just had this conversation with him just yesterday or day before. Well, I said, wow, you know, everyone's talking about COVID and this is another pandemic. And I'm like, you know, we've actually been here before. We have been in, you know, witnessed big changes in the world and in the industry and had to, you know, adjust. Adjust, yep. So I think that the rhythm of our love is about that, is being able to be strong and be faithful and loyal and 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 be a confidant and support to each other through many, many different changes and many, many different, you know, um parts of our life. Yeah, you got to give me some knowledge, and I'm learning from y'all through your music, but I need you to give me some more on this new album. I met my wife after two weeks, and we married each other. And now eight years, three kids later, <laughs> here we are. I, I, think there's, I think there's a lot of power in short courtship. Oh, it's a lot of power. I just, I just yeah. think that you do yourself a service and not 
wasting a lot of time on the like we gotta really get to know each other yeah. before we decide because really the decision is in once you make the decision it's just like you you gotta stick with a decision that you make mm-hmm. you gotta yeah. stick with a decision it's not about like taking a long time to make the decision yeah. it's about sticking with the decision how hard can you work to yeah. make the decision that you made work out for you yeah. not how long can I deter the decision that I have to make and so much, so much weird. about marriage is about the conversations that you have with each other, not when you have them. It's yep. that you have them. And you can support somebody a long time and still never have the right conversations with that person. You could be with someone for 20 years and still never have the conversations and the talks that you need to have in order for your relationship to grow and blossom. So it's not about how long. It's about the quality of the time that you're dealing with and what you're talking to each other about and, and, and what are your agreements? And I always talk about this. What is the constitution of your marriage? You know, yeah, we I mean? got to be careful with stuff like this because I don't want anybody to take this as advice. I don't want anybody to take what I'm saying. <laughs> Results may vary, people. <laughs> not marry somebody that you only been with a few days. I ain't trying to say none of that. What works for you works for you. If it works, it feels good, and you should go with it. But every situation is different. Come on, so let me let me let me come back. Let me come back. No, absolutely. I, I often tell people when I say that that me and my wife married after two weeks. Results may vary. Don't try it at home. Uh, ah! <laughs> but you just never know. But that's so funny because my next segue is into my next favorite song, "Cause Far Away." And the first time I heard this song, yeah, I don't know what really like inspired y'all to write this song. But I'll tell you, the first time I heard this song, and my mother who watches this, hey, mom, she would tell you, um, on her voicemail, she was trying to give a message to a guy she was dating at the time. And and so on her voicemail, she put the song, far away from here, pack a bag and just get away fast. So she was saying those things through y'all music, but she wanted him to hear it because people didn't, you know, and this was at that moment. So when people, well, she would leave a voicemail or a call and hear the voicemail, she changed the voicemail song to that song, far away. And yeah, so hopefully he, well, he did get the message because yeah they certainly um, they certainly got um separated afterwards so but far away was there ever a moment uh for tina asia where you just wanted to get far away from each other where you go man this is over this shit is over Ooh, I, that's a good question i mean I, <laughs> <laughs> yes we've had tough times in our marriage yes <laughs> And we've had we've had doozy arguments. Yes, we have been. He was arguing. No, I was listening. Right, I was listening. I was trying you to listen. Tell, you can. She tell, didn't want to hear me. Hard headed, so it's no. You could already tell who was wrong. So at the end of the day, <laughs> he's he's telling his story already through this interview. But yeah, the bottom line is that yeah, no, of course we've had tough times in our marriage, and we've had you know. Big disagreements and you know, disagreements. No, we have big, big disagreements. Just like I mean, if you're married, if you're married, you've had them, and there's no way you can be married as long as we have and not have had that. Um, our big thing is, do we want to be together? I know that sounds like a real simple question, but it's like, do I want you? If I want you, then I have to do the work. You know what I'm saying? If I want to be here, then I got to 
you know, I, we then we got to talk. Mm-hmm. So whatever the end, the the misunderstanding is, at some point it's like, all right, okay. <laughs> we got it. in your feelings. I know you done said all the stuff you done needed to, you done, you done said all your stuff. You got your thing off. Now what? What we doing? What we doing? What we doing? Man, so that's that's it. That's it. So, all right, y'all. My 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 next one is another favorite song. Where would I be? Uh, so, where would you guys be if you wasn't singers? Hmm. Uh, I don't think we know the answer to that question. Because <laughs> no. you've been doing it since you were teenagers. There's really no no, no real answer. Had. That's a hypothetical answer. You know, um, we wouldn't be together probably mm-hmm. uh, because we wouldn't have met through doing music. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, man. But whatever we would be doing, I'm sure we would be doing the very best that we can and hopefully trying to make some sort of contribution to society at large and, you know, to the loves of our lives, whatever that would be. And mm-hmm. hopefully it would be productive and we'd be good citizens. We might not be talking to you, but, <laughs> you know. I mean, you know, we have... Other we'd be interests. cool, We've I'm had sure. other interests that have, um, that have you know, um, evolved over the years. So I just think I was talking to Fatina today. My husband's really, really a great like producer, and um, he he has a lot of vision around content and 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 television and film. So I think I, there's a part of me that feels like I don't know if that was something he would. Do. I'd be Tyler Perry. That's what she's trying to. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> you're right. I would be Tyler Perry. I'd be Tyler Perry. But I. But I'll tell you what you guys are doing, which I, I think is super dope and amazing. As you said, give back and be, uh, you know, and giving contributions uh, back to other people. The Kindred um, presents the Legacy Network, KPLN. So that is pretty cool because on Mondays you guys are spotlighting people. You're asking folks to come on and you're giving back and you're sharing your, 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 your spotlight and also your wisdom and your talent in this game. So talk to our listeners about uh, the KPLN. Uh, well, I think that that's an extension of kind of what I was pointing out about him, you know, before. It's just that it's just been a kind of cool um, evolution that we've that we've had over the years, um, delving into you know, you know, producing content. We've done our own music videos, we've done documentaries, and then we extended into a show called Kendra Presents, which was a kind of an interview show, which was kind of like inside actor studio meets like the Tonight Show, so it's like, you know, they would, artists would come on and perform, and then they do, like, a very extensive interview about their story, and we did that for several years and got so much content that we had to have a place for it to live, and so KPL Network um, became the next step in that evolution, mm-hmm. and so my husband was like, listen, we have an opportunity to have our own streaming platform, what do you think? Black on. Like, absolutely. I think that that's a great idea. And so we spent the past, you know, several months um, moving in that direction. And so things have been amazing. We have, you know, secured grants. We've also had a huge push of support from our audience. So our fans have said, hey, you got new music out. You're working on this project. We want to support so that has happened. We have produced um, original content for the network, 
okay? So not just the stuff that we had before, but now we have gone into production on new things. So it's just been a a very exciting and learning experience for us, but it has, you know, it feels like the next step. So we're just really grateful to be able to have the opportunity to do something that's in line with the work we've done for the mm-hmm. past 20 years, but that's the next step and next level. So, yeah. That's what, that's what's up. And, and, and it is, it's definitely what you can do for others that doesn't kind of owe you nothing or can't give you nothing in return. That's really the, the integrity. And I believe uh, the true uh, lesson that you can learn in this life when you are doing things for other folks. So I, again, thank y'all so much uh, for joining uh, me on this podcast, on this episode, uh, for team back there about to go to sleep. So I don't. <laughs> I'm not sure, man. I'm, I'm going to stay all the way to the <laughs> Pull it up. But again, you guys, thank you so much for joining. <laughs> Thank you guys again for joining this episode of Finesse Media Podcast. I'm definitely waiting for this album. Uh, and when you come back, we'll talk much more about this album. Um, let people know how they can keep up with everything you guys have going on. I'll go to KendrickPresents.com and, and, and check in with the, the Legacy Network. And you will find all of the other links and stuff to find us. Of course, we're on social media and all yes. spaces as Kendra the family, Kendra the wife too. Mm-hmm. That's what's up. So the dynamic love duo, the music sensation, Kendrick the family. So thank you for joining the Finesse Media Podcast. You guys have a great week, and you've been listening to the, another episode of Finesse Media Podcast Season Three. I'm your host, Ken Finesse Media, and I'll see you next week with something brand new. Y'all get to bed now. <laughs> we going to bed.